Good morning, church, one more time. Are you, it's going to be a short one today, uh, and it's going to be an early one today, but the question still applies. Are you ready to study God's Word today? Yeah. Oh, man, we are so glad that you are here, and uh, I need to start out and just let you know that uh, I am going to be leaving here in just a few minutes, and uh, please stick around even if I leave. Uh, because we have some, um, some of the best parts of the service are going to be uh, near the end that you're not going to want to miss today. But I have a flight to catch, uh, and I have a close, close friend who died this week suddenly, and I'm going to do his funeral tomorrow in the States. And so, uh, so I need to run to the airport. But I, even though I need to, needed to uh, be gone today, I wanted to stick around as long as possible because I didn't want to miss the opportunity to share with you one more time during this amazing season of what God is doing. Can you sense that God is on the move around here? Oh my goodness. Well, if you, if you don't sense it, because I think that was only about 30%, of, <laughs> like if you don't sense it, I hope by the end of today you'll at least have a taste of uh, the move of God that we are experiencing. In fact, this week, as we have gone out into the community to serve with a, a heart like Jesus in our city, as we move out of the walls of the church to serve, God begins to bless and move inside the walls of the church. In fact, this week is part of that. This week in our youth ministry, in addition to about like 12 teens who recommitted that they said they wanted to go deeper in their faith, 40 who came forward for prayer in our youth ministry, we had seven new students here Wednesday night who prayed to commit their life to Jesus Christ. That is what it's about. That is what it is about. And so why is this so important? We remember the statistics that we shared just two weeks ago, how there has been a dramatic shift that has taken place in Canada over the last 40 plus years. That from 1971 to 2011, Canadians have become six times more likely to call themselves religiously unaffiliated. And in, it is even more so here in eastern Canada that Atlantic Canadians are eight times more likely to call themselves religiously unaffiliated, which in other words means thanks but no thanks. I really don't want anything to do with Jesus' church uh, or you know, Christians or any of that kind of stuff. And we talked about how one of the challenges that 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 all across Canada, but especially in Atlantic Canada that, that we faced is that, that many churches have continued to do the same things for the last 40 years, the things that worked so well in the 1970s, the same music and the same uh, style and approach of leadership and the same outreach strategies, but wondering why they're not still getting the same results. But we've been blessed to see a number of churches in these last years that have experienced new growth across our province and across the Maritimes. And, and as one of those that has led the way in the last decades, where that started here in this place was in 1971. Even though the church has a hundred plus years history of faithfulness and, and wonderful things that God has done here, there was a big turning point in 1971 when Dr. Or, I'm sorry, 1976, when Dr. Laurel Buckingham and the Moncton Wesleyan Church adopted this manifesto. 
I said we must use every possible method. Like everything is, is on the table for adaptation if it means we can reach every possible person in every possible place at every possible time to reach every possible person for Christ. Everything we do and everything we are is for that purpose. Would you say that out loud with me all together? Let's say that. We must use every possible method in every possible place at every possible time to reach every possible person for Christ. Everything we do and everything we are is for that purpose. And what that expresses is a radical commitment to the great commandment and the great commission. In case you didn't know, Jesus said that the purpose of the church and the very purpose of our lives as Christians is the great commandment and the great commission. And so let's read those together. Jesus said the great commandment. Let's say it together. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This time read it like you mean it, okay? Here we go. Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And then the great commission, therefore go. Let's say it together. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And so now as we've talked about this, these, these last few weeks, our new expression of that vision of the great commandment and the great commission and how we operate in that and through that here as a church looks like this. God's love in us to the world. Let's see it. Get, let's get your finger. God's love in us to the world. L'amour de Dieu en nous au monde. Yes? Pourquoi? Parce que l'amour change tout. Why? Because, why? Because love changes everything. And so from, from now on, everything we do and everything we are needs to be evaluated by, by these three priorities. Connecting people with the love of God. That, that each and every one of us, we want to grow as passionate worshipers of the one true God. In us, all new, it's because we need community. That's what the church is for. We need each other in the body of Christ to hold each other accountable, to help us grow spiritually in God's word, in God's truth. And to the world, the Great Commission reaching out to this lost and broken world. And unfortunately, as we have talked about, one of the places that this tends to break down the most in many churches is in the reaching out to the world part. Because that's the hardest part. That's the, that's the part that requires selfless, sacrificial, countercultural behavior. And so because of that, we have this dream we have a dream that five years from now, we will have become the greatest volunteer mobilization force that this region has ever seen. We want people, when they think of this church, that we want them to think of the servant heart of God. 
that Jesus modeled for the world. And we're already seeing that in an overwhelming way. I just want to get out my phone really quickly. You might want to do the same thing and go to mw.church and look at our counter. I don't think it's been updated in the last two hours or so, but I checked it this morning, and we must have a lot of people online because the internet's taking a minute. Okay, I've refreshed it. And as of the last week and a half, as of this morning's report, this is just the people who have, who have reported in on becauselove.ca. So a lot of you haven't even reported your hours of serving in the community yet from the last week. And so you might not even, might not even be in this count yet. We have had 373 people serve outside the walls of the church in the community with six, that's a total of 637 637, let me say it one more time, 637 volunteer hours to make our city a better place. Oh my goodness, you folks are amazing, and I have a love seeing on, uh, on social media and various tags that people have used, MW, love my city, MW, because love, MW, because love changes everything. Uh, or sometimes without the MW, even people have been using all different types of, of hashtags, although we would love you to do MW because love or MW love my city. But it, so many pictures and videos that people have, have shared of families going out and picking up trash out in public common spaces around our city and alongside the road and in their neighborhood, people serving their neighbors, people serving in various agencies and charities around our city. Uh, we, this week, uh, I was with a team here after our Changers Leadership Night with, uh, with a group of people writing thank you prayer notes to mayors and, and service people and teachers and administrators all around our region. You are making a difference, and God is raising up a harvest. Oh, it's good stuff. And so, what do we see? Because... This is our reason for being and doing. Love, God, is the only source of truly perfect love. And the Bible says that love is the only thing, God's perfect love is the only thing that can drive, the, drive out the fear that is so prevalent in our society today. Changes, see, things can't get better without change. Now, that's a message the world doesn't like to hear. Because the world says, just, just I, I want to do things my way and then hope God will accept me. God wants to come in and make things better as, as he changes our life. And what does he want to change? Everything. We can't withhold anything from God in our lives if we truly want his transformational power. And so here's our, our strategy. God's love, we're going to in the next year or so, uh, be rolling out some new strategies towards helping people better connect with God and helping many of you experience spiritual breakthrough in your life like never before. In us, we're going to be developing new systems for community and accountability and loving one another in the body of Christ. This fall, we're going to have amazing new small groups that will launch. But part of this series has been Love My City, with two desired outcomes for this particular month, that everybody serve and that everybody give. In what ways? Well, uh, what we're going to hear about later today 
is that our strategy for Love My City is not just for us to do everything ourselves as a church as if we are an island and it all depends on us. Our strategy instead is to come alongside organizations and ministries that are already doing good work to partner with them to solve problems in the greater Moncton area. And so, so we don't, we're a big church, but we don't pretend like we've got it all figured out and we can do it all on our own. The greatest resource that we have as a church is you and the power of God at work in you to meet the needs of our city. And so we have a number of organizations that we have, have vetted and a number of different ways that we're reaching out and serving. And in fact, one of the things that we've done uh, this winter is looking at ways that various agencies want to come together but don't know how or, or don't know what everybody else is doing. And so over the winter, we've worked really hard at resourcing agencies to address the, the horrors of human sexual trafficking here in our city. And so we tried to serve as a catalyst right in the middle to bring together government organizations and, and, uh, and social organ organizations and programs and various ministries and churches that have a heart to address that need because we can't pretend like we can do it all on our own. That was never God's plan for us to do it on our own. God's plan is for us to come together in community with other churches and other ministries and resource them to make a difference. And you're going to hear more about that near the end of the service today. But I want to close with just one passage of Scripture as a reminder. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 17 says, Command those who are rich in this present world. Now, you might think, well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not rich. Have you seen my bank account? Have you seen the car that I drive? Have you seen the apartment that I live in? But guess what? If you have a cell phone, if, if you have a place to lay your head at night, if you are quite confident that you will probably not go to bed tonight hungry, then you are rich compared to most of the world. And so to those of us, all of us, those who are rich in this present world, not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, because that's what the world does. If I could just have enough in my bank account, if I could just have everything, then I could be secure. There is no true security apart from your trust in God. Because the, the wealth of this world is so uncertain. But the answer is to put our hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. So command them to do good, to be rich, in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share for in this way you will lay up treasures for yourself see whatever you spend in this world goes through your fingers and then it's gone but whatever you invest in kingdom priorities is treasure stored up for you in heaven it's a firm foundation for the coming age 
so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. You see, there is a difference between the true and abundant life that Jesus offers and the life that this world tries to sell us. There's a big difference. And if you're here today and you have never surrendered your life to Jesus to experience this true and abundant life that's different than the, what the world is selling, Jesus died on the cross because he loved you so much. The Father sent him to die for you so that you can be forgiven for all the wrong, all the selfishness, and be forgiven and restored and made new in Jesus. A new beginning, a fresh start. Only Jesus can do that for you. Would you stand? And so if today you would like to experience that true, abundant life that we're talking about, to begin laying up treasures in heaven rather than just living for the pleasures of this world like everybody else, right now in your heart, would you just confess your sin and declare your faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross so that you could be forgiven? And make the commitment right now to, to get into His Word, to study the Bible and begin to seek His truth for your daily life. To get plugged into the church and to begin growing in your faith. To experience this transformational love that is truly the meaning of life. Father, thank You for what You have done and what You are going to do. Thank You for the movement that you have blessed us with as a church. May we guard it well. May we take seriously the responsibility that you have entrusted to us. And may you be glorified in our lives and in this church. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. let's worship him. You may be seated. Well, everyone, it's been a fantastic week. People have been serving everywhere, going through this city, letting people know about Jesus. There's a scripture in 2 Corinthians, and it says that everywhere we go, we spread the aroma of Jesus Christ to those who are perishing. Have you worn your t-shirt the entire week? Don't get too close. Okay, because we, we, be, we may be spreading an aroma uh, that isn't all about Jesus, too, because we've had these shirts on all over the city. It's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? I got some funny looks yesterday, so it might have been that while we were painting, I might not have been too pleasing. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, everyone who's uploaded a serve to becauselove.ca, it's popping up in a few places, but one of the places it pops up on is my email. And it's been phenomenal to check my email about every couple hours and see multiple serves every two hours for the whole week, guys. You have been serving your faces off and doing a fantastic job. And I just want you to give yourselves a round of applause. 
And the comments have been so amazing, just talking about how God was using them, how pleased people were, how shocked, how encouraging it was. And, and I've, I, honestly, it's been a lot more fun than I thought it would be. It's been hilarious. It's been awesome. It's been human connection. And God has been opening doors every time we took a step. So I want to let you know that the serving does continue this week. In fact, for some people, it's going to continue for a long time because their first thing was, hey, can I come do this more than just today? This is awesome. I want to be involved in this. And you know you can. But if you want to get involved, there's a few things that you could do. This afternoon, if you'd like, you could go to the Moncton Head Start and help with some painting. The painting crew bit off a pretty big chunk yesterday, and they could use your help to finish that job. Because there's, the only thing worse than not helping is half helping, and then them arriving at uh, Moncton Head Start on Monday morning to a mess. So we need about uh, eight or ten people that can join us this afternoon at the Moncton Head Start and do some painting. Uh, so just go out to the info booth. Bonnie will be there, and you can let her know you can help out with that. She can also give you more information on other serves. There's the one conference coming up you can still sign up for. And some of you were having trouble because uh, so many of the serves are available only during the day, and that's because the organizations are open Monday to Friday, a lot of them, 9 to 5. But Harvest House has a special serve opportunity for us every night this week, 7.30 till 9.30, hanging out with homeless people, and, help, and, and there's different activities, whether it be games, music, crafts, movie, whatever. You can hang out with some people that are trying to recover, and I tell you what, you'll benefit them, but they'll benefit you even more. So for all that stuff, mw.church, you can sign up right there for those things. So Aubrey, tell us about the give. Well, before I do that, you should have seen your pastor here throwing uh, uh, appliances and uh, fixtures and toilets into the dumpster. This guy is jacked, I tell you. <laughs> he can throw stuff a mile. I was really, really amazed. He's awesome. great to serve alongside Pastor Nathan. So, uh, can I pray? Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for your great love for us. Thank you for sending your son Jesus. Jesus, thank you so much for your love and sacrifice. Thank you, Lord, that you show us the way home. Thank you, God, that you show us how to live here more abundantly and more full. Lord, thank you that we get to be a part of your plan. Your plan is the local church, reaching out in love and serving. God, thank you so much for the wonderful people here at Moncton Wesleyan and for all of the effort that's been put into uh, Love My City and all of the serves. And we ask your blessing upon this Sunday, the Give Sunday. God, be with us as we move forward in this city so that your name would be glorified and that more people would come to know you as their personal Savior. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, uh, yeah, today is a Give Sunday, and um, the first thing I want to say is we're giving it all away. <laughs> None of it's staying here, okay? Uh, we're, we're really excited about that. Um, we have uh, three organizations that you heard in the announcements that we're giving to, uh, Crossroads uh, for Women, Moncton Head Start, and the uh, Pregnancy and Wellness Center. And those are amazing organizations that are helping women and children uh, escape violent situations. 
organizations that are helping single mothers and, and babies and, and babies not yet born. And organizations that are reaching out to those under-resourced in our community to try to give them a leg up so that they're ready to enter school through Moncton Head Start and really impact our community. So we have a great opportunity as a church to come alongside these organizations that are doing such a great job. Isn't that awesome to be able to do that? Mm. We've been out um, and talking with these, uh, the executive directors and the people that work in these organizations, so not only are we volunteering there, but we're establishing relationships. And that's key, right? To have a, a positive relationship within our community, as Pastor Joel spoke about earlier. So, we give today not out of obligation, not out of because I have to check a box because everybody else is doing it. We give today out of abundance, an abundance of love that God has poured into our hearts, right? God in us. And we give out of love, the overflow, so that we can impact our community and our city and the people that are in need. So, that's enough of that. That's preaching. That's not my job. Um, all right, give methods. I think we're going to put, that, put those up. So we, we want each of you to consider giving. And we realize that not everybody is able to give uh, the $40. And we chose the $40. Actually, we chose $39.99 because many of you have bought the late-night ab master or thigh master for three low payments of $39.99, right? <laughs> I, I can tell some of you. Anyway, so uh, we know that we, are, we have abundance. And so we are asking that you prayerfully... Uh, give $40 if you're able to. If you're able to give more, do that as well. We were talking in our group, uh, the Love My City team, that wouldn't it be great if we gave for every seat in this auditorium and what blessing that would be amongst those three organizations. So we have, um, first uh, way to give is if you're pre-authorized, and I hope that you are, and if you're not, sign up. If you're pre-authorized, you can give really easily by sending an email to Peter uh, at, at mw.church, Peter Greer, uh, and just say, I, Aubrey, am, ready, uh, am already a pre-authorized giver and hereby authorize the church to withdraw a one-time donation to Love My City of $40. That's really simple, and you can do that before you leave uh, the auditorium, before the service is over. Two, you can do it electronically. On, go to mw.church, uh, go to our website, on the banner, the red banner, there's a button there that says um, give. It's that simple. And just walks you through, and you can use your credit card to do that. That way you can get air miles, for, so, for those of you who like that sort of thing. Um, we also, if you don't have your smartphone and you still would like to use your credit card, outside we will have volunteers with iPads that can walk you through that. Um, they'll be identified by the balloons that they'll be carrying. So you find a person with a balloon, they'll have an iPad, they'll take your card, and everything will be looked after for you. Lastly, we will take your cash and your checks. Um, we have an envelope in not every seat back, because we're hoping many people will choose the electronic form. And um, just uh, be sure to fill out the information uh, on the, the uh, envelope, and that way it'll be charitable, uh, charitable receipt to you as well. Um, I think I've covered everything. Um, we wanted to make sure that uh, there was a, a way to give, and uh, 
that there was no way, oh yeah, there is another way. If you happen to have arrived here with absolutely nothing on you, no cards, no money, no anything, you can uh, take the envelope, there's a place to mark pledge. And uh, we'll be uh, contacting you within the next couple of days because we want to have all the money in and counted and ready to distribute for next uh, Wednesday, I think is the date, right? Well, guys, uh, I'd like to just invite the people that have been on the Love My City team to come up on the platform for just a minute. They have worked tirelessly over the last uh, six to eight weeks, and a lot this week for sure. Uh, they've done a fantastic job. There's a f and a few aren't even here because they're serving, whether they're serving in the children's ministry uh, or, or something else, they're, they're serving right now. So we just want to give a big round of applause and thanks to these people who have done so much. So these guys are amazing. Um, they foolishly accepted an invite that I sent them an email and said, hey, I'm planning something. Would you like to come and hear about it? And they all came, and they were, they've been so fantastic at organizing. There's a heck of a lot of work that goes into it behind the scenes, and uh, I'm so appreciative of every one of them. They're awesome people. Thank you. We're going to show you a video now uh, that gives you some information on the organizations that we're giving to. One of them, we don't have much to tell you, Crossroads for Women, because they don't want any cameras in there or anything, uh, but it's a place where abused women and their ch families can go. Um, and also on the envelopes, if you don't see an envelope near you, you can always grab a regular envelope and just write LMC, Love My City, on whatever you're doing, or you could write LMC Pledge so that we'll know what we have to give away. I think it's going to be so cool that we get to do the giveaway and celebrate it for Mother's Day as we celebrate unborn life, young mothers, and young families. Hi, my name is Connie Thurber, and I'm the Executive Director of the Pregnancy and Wellness Center of Moncton. The services at the Pregnancy and Wellness Center provide prenatal parenting, health care services, limited health care services, and our clients who come to us, they are referred by friends and health care workers and relatives online, and they come to us typically with a pregnancy-related need. So the clients who come to us, they range anywhere from married couples or those who live on the streets. We have uh, those who work the streets. We have those who sit in church pews and we have those who struggle with relationship issues and drug addiction issues. Uh, so we have a great range of clients who walk through our doors and uh, each is unique. Each one God has brought to us and we're very excited about the opportunity to just to speak into their lives and resources as well that they know that they're not alone and that there is support for them. philosophy that children should live happy and carefree, allowing their minds to develop as it is meant to be. We work to provide an environment where each may grow through play, and by showing how to resolve challenges, how the adults they will become one day. The work that we do here at Head Start 
couldn't be done without the staffing that we have. Our staff are highly trained and they are they are ultimately our Head Start. They are the reason why Head Starter exists. They are the reason why we're able to do what we do. So in order to be able to maintain our programs and working with the children and with the parents, it, it's critical to be able to, make, to provide them with ongoing training and to make sure that they remain current and to keep up with what resources they need in the classroom. Hello, Dorothy. Hi, Nathan. How are you today? Great. It's very bright. You'll get used to it. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming to sit down with us today and just share a little bit of your story. Mm -hmm. um, Dorothy, who are you today? Who am I today? Well, I'd like to just say that it's definitely my honor and privilege to be here today speaking of you, speaking to you. Um, I am 45 years old. No, we're not supposed to tell our age. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm the Atlantic director for um, one of the largest healthcare agencies uh, across Canada. I am married to the most incredible man, have the most loving family. Sorry. Three gorgeous daughters and five beautiful grandchildren, one more on the way. And I am a follower of Jesus Christ. I actually got baptized here three and a half years ago. Thanks. And a crier, if you didn't notice. I'm glad you brought tissue. Thank you. Okay, a few months ago, Dorothy, uh, I was at a gala, and you also happened to be at the same gala. I was. And something extraordinary happened. I got to see it. I was sitting right by you. Can you mm -hmm. tell us what happened at that gala? Oh, I'd love to share it. I was invited to a gala um, by Jen Adams, and the reason she invited me was I'd have the opportunity to hear her sing. Who here wouldn't want to hear Jen Adams sing? <laughs> Absolutely. I was excited, working long hours. I stroll into the gala late and uh, sat down at a table listening to Jen's beautiful voice. And they were talking, it was the Pregnancy Wellness Center, and I was like, oh, this is a nice gala to be at. And then they had talked about how the Pregnancy Wellness Center had changed its name, that it used to be the Crisis Pregnancy Center. And on the stage was a 17-year-old little girl, I'm guessing 17, and she was scared. She had no confidence. Um, she, she looked very lonely, and standing beside her was her boyfriend, which would be about the same age. And he was trying to be the man, but you could tell that he was broken and just as scared. And they held a newborn baby. And as I sat at that table beside Nathan and Jen and our friend, um, it just hit me that 28 years earlier, I was that girl. I was the girl standing on the stage. And my ex-husband was the man standing beside me, and my daughter that's here today was that baby. And I thought, how amazing is God to take me where I was and to bring me back, but in a position where I could actually help and support this amazing organization. Yeah. 
and that was the very organization that had helped you. But it was so funny almost because <laughs> they told you, oh, we used to be the Crisis Pregnancy Center. And you just went, what? And uh, it just came full circle. It was amazing. So, Dorothy, can you please tell us the backstory? How do you get to be that 17-year-old girl? How did you get to where you are today? I'm going to try. Um, I'd just like to start by saying, as a little girl, I never felt alone or afraid. And some of this story, you might feel that I would, but I always, my whole life, have felt God's presence with me. My mom um, had come from a really dysfunctional family herself and had had me young. At six months of age, she had left one night to go to a party and uh, she actually left me with my 14-year-old aunt and came back three years later. When she came back, she met my dad, uh, who then adopted me at three. And together they spiraled through alcoholism and violence. Um, they were quite violent every time they drank, which unfortunately was practically every night. I can remember vividly being about five years old, and my grandmother had read me the story, The Little Match Girl. And I'd go to sleep every night just praying to God that he would take me to go live in heaven with him, waking up the next day, and uh, that wasn't the situation. So life progressed, Nathan, for quite some time. When I was 11 years old, I, I knew I didn't want to live that life anymore. I knew I couldn't live that life anymore. So I left. I was out on my own, I stayed with my aunt that had raised me for a couple years, along with friends, coaches, and tried to make the best. At 15, I met my ex-husband. And you can imagine, dysfunction loves dysfunction. He came from a really difficult childhood came from an abusive childhood. Because of my background coming from a family of alcoholics, I truly felt that I could help him. Right? That's I could the make way it, it works. <laughs> yeah. I helped him all right. I got pregnant. <laughs> I was that 17-year-old girl at that gala. I was so scared. I was broken. I'd worked at Tim Hortons since I was 14, and I was barely taking care of myself. And here I was, pregnant. Nathan, I truly felt that not having this child was the best thing for the child. It wasn't that I didn't want the responsibility. I thought, how could I raise a child? I'm having a hard time looking after myself. So I made a decision that I wasn't going to keep her. The hard as you can imagine, any parents in this room. So I got on the city bus that day, and um, pretty sad. I'm going to date my age myself a little bit because as I was sitting on the bus, there were these paper advertisements on the bus, and it was an advertisement for the Crisis Pregnancy Center. I felt such a pull that day, which I now know to be God, 
He was on the move, making things happen. And I got off the bus on John Street. And I went into the Pregnancy Crisis Center. They were incredible. They weren't judgmental. They were loving. They were supportive. They just surrounded me, not only with support, but confidence. Mm -hmm. Not only could I keep this child, I was going to keep this child. And I could do this. They connected me with Moncton Head Start. They connected me with Crossroads for Women, support for single mothers. And they didn't just support me and walk away. They stayed with me for the first couple of years into Caitlin's life. And then my second beautiful daughter, Brooklyn, came. And they helped support through Brooklyn's life as well. I was working at Tim Hortons, and at 14 years old, a man, some of you guys may know him from the community, his name was Brian Foster. He saw something special in me and um, started to teach me, give me books, online courses, marketing classes, and at 24 years old, I became the director of operations for Tim Hortons here in the city. My first ma marriage failed, Nathan. We didn't have God. Mm -hmm. We were so broken, both of us. Nine years ago, nine years ago, God brought the most incredible man in my life. And all I ever wanted was a loving family. And with this man came his loving family. Three and a half years ago, I started my relationship with God. He is now my heavenly father. Danny, loving parents, are now my loving parents. They've supported me. They prayed for me long before we even met. My three beautiful daughters are definitely a blessing from God. And I can't say enough about my gorgeous, amazing grandbabies. God has provided me with a group of the most godliest women that I cherish with all my heart. God's work through that agency that day changed my life forever in the days to come. He's always been with me. Then I chose to reach out and have a relationship with him, and I rest in his arms today. The relationship I have with God is pure love. No matter where you start in life, Nathan, I just want people to know it doesn't matter where you start or what you've done or where you go. God has a plan for your life. I want to thank you for letting me share my story today. And I just want to leave you with this verse that stays with me. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They're plans to prosper you and not harm you. Their plans to give you hope and a future. I'd like to invite Dorothy's family to come up and these friends that are like family.
you want to say your name? Madison. Say it really loud. Madison. Mario. Steven. This is my husband, Danny. My daughter, Caitlin. Babe. My daughter, Brooklyn. My mom, Diane. My dad, David. And my group of girls that I cherish, Emily, Jen, Corinne, and Tasha. This is my family. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Because God's love changes everything. 